0: The reason why rappers rhyme about strippers is because a lot of the times, athletes, rappers, and actors deal with certain type of women is because they understand the dynamic of our lifestyle. Yo, yo, yo. Hello,
1: hello. What's
2: up, coworkers?
1: what up guys welcome back to another episode of the we outside after work podcast i am your host dana and
2: i'm your boy aaron and we got a special guest in the building um, i'm gonna give him a good introduction because honestly this is a hero of mine in all honesty since i was in high school watching north carolina basketball former all-american former ncaa national champion 14th overall pick in the 2005 nba draft inaugural big three champion uh An entrepreneur, a uh, author, a man with many hats, and most importantly, a crown. We got Rashad McCants in the building. Shout out, to
0: Rashad!
1: <laughs> thank appreciate- you for joining us, Rashad. No doubt,
0: no doubt. I appreciate that. Welcome.
1: Yeah, yes, man. thank you. This is going to be a fun episode because we did talk a little bit prior to we- us starting about dating and different things that athletes go through. So we're going to touch on all of that but we do like to start with an icebreaker, which are just two questions to make you feel comfortable and get the conversation started. So, so and what's the first question?
2: So Lou Duvall recently made a post about, you know, we shouldn't get married these days. I wanna know how y'all feel about marriage in, in regards to if you should actually get married in 2023. Rashad, we gonna start with you. We wanna know how you feel about that. Let
1: me sip my drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the stats. Um, if you look at, you know, consensus, um, marriage after two years is almost 88% divorce rates, you know, um, after one year is up to look 78% maybe, um, these are all rough estimates and you look at that's not even just dominant in the black community. Um, traditional, uh moral, outlooks on relationship have changed just because of the influence of music so um if we continue to get influenced by the strip club themes and the the dope boy themes a lot of our relationships are going to end up like uh reality tv show relationships and uh mtv music video relationships yes. and, and i think that's what's happened it's it's uh it's a product of your environment you know what you see what you get and um, it's spreading like a disease where you look at traditional senses of where our parents came up and family unit is disappearing because everybody wants what they want. And if you want what you want and it's all you see is ass and titties all over the place Um, and and, and guys throwing money everywhere and you can be bought, you can be sold. That's what's going to happen. So relationships are not going to last because you're going to always want something better. And, um, I think that's the main dynamic of what we're seeing everybody wants something new everybody wants something better and it ain't got no time for no no long-term relationships
2: daniel what you think about that
1: okay so there's a few things i do agree with you saying what we see online with social media and the accessibility right of being able to talk to whoever you want to talk to but i feel like the idea of marriage it's still there, but it's it's not as prevalent as it was before, just because I do feel like morals have changed over time where people don't understand the accept, the, just the thought of marriage and having that, that house unit where it's just two people building together and having a family and it just be them. Um, I've had this conversation recently with someone and they felt Kind of the same as me, where like it can work if two people actually dedicate themselves to having a successful marriage. But I do feel like now there's just so many people who are just looking for something else other than what they have in front of them.
0: I love to break shit down. So when I look at the term marriage, there's two different um, identifiers. There's a husband and there's a wife. Mm -hmm. Right. What is a husband? What is a wife? And if we go traditional, a wife is not somebody that's on social media posting out their goods to the You to, can say that
1: can about husbands too, right? Like husbands, they also should be at work. If we're doing like the gender roles conversation, like the men are providers, which means they're mainly working or figuring out figuring out ways to make more money, not necessarily online swiping, looking for women. So I think it could go both ways in that conversation.
0: But it only goes both ways because the women are out looking for a man. Usually there's no looking for a man. The man finds the woman because the woman is a wife. And when you are a wife, there is no promoting yourself. There is no prostitution. There is, I'm preparing myself to be chose by a, a hard working man. Right. So the men have stopped working. The men have stopped being motivated because the women are accessibly available all over the place. They're only fans.
1: Yeah. You know I so- mm-hmm. With with husbands, though, because nowadays there are a lot of married men who are using social media as a tool to potentially cheat or just have someone else on the side. Yes, I would say just the whole dynamic of marriage is tainted at this point because of social media, like the accessibility to everybody. But there are still people out there, groups who do still value marriage. And I feel like I'm that person where when I'm ready, I know that what I'm doing as a single person online is not gonna be the same as I would operate in a marriage.
0: And it's well, I, I a chime in. Go ahead, ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Y'all won't it, I love it.
2: <laughs> um i actually think that marriage itself as an institution is overvalued to the point where we try to be married before we try to establish an actual relationship we have a preset goal that we are going to get married first before we are actually going to fall in love and
1: i think that's backwards that is definitely
2: backwards and i think that's the problem right we we Mm -hmm. grow up i want to be 21 with the love of my life and spend the rest of my life together and most of us that don't have so when it's, the clock start ticking, we get to that point where it's like, OK, I'm panicking. I'm rushing. Every new motherfucker is the person that I want to be with and the person I want to marry. And now we got these broken situations. Now we got men don't trust women. Women don't trust men. And everybody's mm-hmm. all fucked up because we had this preset goal that we're supposed to be married by now or we're supposed to be in this monogamous situation. Now I'm not telling people not to be monogamous. If that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. I think everybody just needs to slow down. Because it's just this this rat race to be married. And that's the problem.
1: So you guys, do you guys want to get married at some point or no? Because I know, Aaron, your feelings are no. What about you, Rashan? Or are you married?
0: Like like I said before, it's the dynamic of breaking everything down. It Mm -hmm. wouldn't make sense for no man to go out here and try to make someone a wife where she's not coming to you prepared and packaged as what she is and what she wants to be it's a lot of times people want things that they ne- don't necessarily know what it is. I want marriage. I want this. Cause my parents had it. And it's like, once you find out what it is, you don't want it. And uh, just like Aaron just said, it's like a lot of people don't understand the dynamic behind that whole process and and what comes with it because you've been told what it is instead of falling in love in, in creating your own union you're mm-hmm. comparing your union to other other unions and that's how you're trying to develop it me personally I never I never really believed in marriage but I do believe in companionship I do believe in um finding a, a life partner um someone that can can be um your muse can you know uplift and motivate and inspire and be your best friend um but also i think it's the natural urge as a human being and who you are your primal core rages and 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 desires controlling all of those things and not letting a lot of the temptation get to you
1: right so let's say you do get that woman who she's everything that you want she's a companion she's a confidant someone that you can laugh with and trust and she's asking for a marriage like to you and your eyes she's the full picture but you already decided you don't want to get married but that is something that she has strong values with doing how would you feel or how would you continue that situation or would you continue that situation
0: well she wouldn't be my full package because she's asking for something she don't need to ask for when you are what i what i envision as a partner you don't have to ask for marriage because you already know that that's not something that i believe in and and that's her core her core values are as well because you don't need um a legal partnership or a handshake on what forever is and what love is love is an intention it's not an emotion and yeah i, I think as an environment as a society we've allowed females to use emotional intelligence as some type of metric to what love is and it's not. Our intention as men is to provide and protect and that love is inside of that. What we do in our urges to protect and provide gives us the sense of love because that's our intention. But when we are distracted by the emotional side of what we need to give and be here and have these conversations, it destroys our masculine side of the responsibility, which is solely on protecting and providing and our intention of providing that love. So that's what I believe has been swayed in society is that we've allowed the women to dictate the direction of a relationship instead of it being the foundation of what the man solely is there for. to protect. So let me love.
2: ask you this question. Would you feel like nowadays, especially you being a former athlete, that women are putting that pressure to get married or putting that pressure? for you as a man to to take steps that you might not be ready for or you, you might not be well equipped for and you might not even want to do. Do you feel like that's a pressure that is applied from society or women or anything in general?
0: A hundred percent. It definitely comes from women trying to make a man who she wants him to be rather than accepting him for who he is. And when you accept him every who he is, you have to go through the painful uh, process of finding out who he is you got to ask some questions you got to be around him you got to know the the instincts and all of the things that women really don't have the energy to put in the effort for um, they call that that side of the process boring mm-hmm. trying to get to know a man and that leads us to have all the responsibility to know who she is because we're now chasing to be the man she wants us to be and i've Out of experience, have found that to be the biggest disconnect is them not accepting me for who I am, rather than them trying to make me be who they want me to be.
1: So, when you say they're not accepting who you are, um, back to that that question from the beginning when you said, "Well, you know, if she's everything that I want and she is the whole package, then she will accept that I don't want to get married." But it comes down to like a weighted thing like what is your non-negotiables and what are things that you're okay with going without because i feel like you're not gonna you're not ever gonna get the perfect person right you're not gonna get someone who a hundred percent or a thousand percent agrees with everything you say everything you do and they will take you how you are like i feel like there is a level of compromise within relationships that's the purpose of relationships where like this person will do or say or like certain things that you don't. So you do tend to come together because it is um, for the love of each other.
0: I think people come perfect. I think we make them and they make themselves imperfect. I think accountability plays a part in um, the whole understanding of one another Um, and being who you are is the number one assessment of allowing me to love you for who you are. I don't want to go into any relationship having to love someone for them. And I love me for me. I come fully equipped with knowing my flaws and and, and, and things that I don't or may not, you know, be appealing to other people. But if I accept me for me and I love me for me first, I can give love to other people. And I think that's the number one disconnect is people don't love themselves enough. They go into situations situations trying to fill a gap or hoping that other person fills the gap that they can't fill for themselves. And that's where the disconnect is, because now I have to take love from me to give to you and you're not giving it back to me. So I'm going into 100% me and giving you 80% and I'm not getting anything back because you need this 80% all the time. And that's the disconnect. Everyone's half, half empty, half full. No one wants to work on themselves fully. And you can't approach any relationship without being 100%, but you're asking for 100%. And I, I, I just really... It bothers me in all relationships. Both men and women don't have accountability going into the situation, knowing what you you do and don't bring to the table. But when you erase the table and you get rid of it completely, it's who who's valuable in the relationship. Who has the wisdom? Who has the knowledge? Who can make who better? And and if it's one sided, then you're you're basically dealing with a vampire.
2: I had to learn the hard way that sometimes you got to become selfish and self aware. Right, like I was so selfless. I would give the shirt off my back to anybody and everybody. But then now I'm over here cold. Yeah. Now I'm over here struggling because I'm doing so much for everybody else, not realizing that the best version of me would give them the best version of me also, right? And I don't think a lot of people realize that when it comes to relationships, I feel like I'm talking to a mirror right now, and Dana, that's. Y'all that?
1: <laughs> I'm letting you know, y'all go because, like, we we pretty much in a lot. Yeah, things. no, you guys definitely have similar views on marriage and relationship, which is why, like, I'm literally just sitting here listening <laughs> to hear Rashad's point of view because I've heard Aaron on a number of episodes, but. One thing you're saying, though, is people do come to relationships either half full or looking to fill a void. I think that is the majority of people and they do it subconsciously without realizing that, you know, the happiness does have to come within. Like it will take a lot of work depending on how much trauma you've been through um, your environment now. But I feel like you can't 100 percent pursue a relationship until you 100 percent put that energy into yourself.
2: Now, if I can, I want to do a quick little segue and I want to talk about something like me and Dana, we spoke about pretty privilege before, right? <laughs> on, the flip side, on the flip side, from an athlete's perspective, while I do think athletes have this sort of a privilege, I also feel like athletes are met with a bit of an uphill battle too because you got a lot of people that's a- approaching you with the wrong intentions. So, you being a former athlete, me with my, you know, former athletic background myself, don't worry, guys. <laughs> you know um, how do you feel you had to navigate those spaces and journey through being an athlete from love, relationships, the money, the expectations? What would you say about that?
0: Um, I like the, the the analogy for the athlete privilege. It's a, it's a perfect segue of knowing if you don't know what pretty privilege is. It's the pretty girls that get what they want because they're pretty. Um, and we see it most often. And it happens exactly like you said it. The athletes do get a privilege. And we are more superior when you talk about the social status than all other men on the planet. Um, We get the benefit of the doubt because we have bigger wallets. You know, we are seen on the social stage a lot more frequently than everybody else. And um, the, the dynamic of what our responsibility is in society to entertain is important and prominent. So, you know, wherever we go, whoever we are, even knowing that you're a former athlete gives you a privilege over a regular man. And, um, the landscape that we live in where we do have access to the most beautiful women in the world all the time. And you look at the dating landscape and all these red pill, blue pill platforms. It's a lot of regular guys trying to give advice to regular guys. And they're always met with regular advice and, (laughs) That's the dynamic of why they continue to lose is because you're not looking at a perspective of who the actual women are going after. They're not going after regular dudes. You can't even approach them anymore as a regular guy. And now as an athlete, our is started to diminish as well because we're oversaturating the DMs of the regular girl, having her feel like she's an elite, you know, upper echelon type of chick. So now you got fives and sixes thinking they're nines and tens. You got nines and tens. You got, you got nines and tens thinking they're Beyonce and Rihanna. Like they, they can't even be touched. You can't even speak to them. So for our perspective, if you're not active and you're not a 200, 100 or even $50 million guy, your access is diminishing because they want the hottest of the hottest. And if Drake is hitting some chick in Idaho that ain't never got anybody hit her up before, after Drake uses her and doesn't even hit her up no more, the next guy, he don't have a chance in hell because Drake was just there.
1: But how does Drake get access to the girl? Instagram. through Instagram. Instagram, right? Yeah, so I feel like it comes down to the person who's behind these accounts and who you're reaching out to. Because if you're... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're an athlete fight.
0: Drake is being enticed though. This chick in Idaho ain't just dressing up in her in, her, in the fur. She got. But that- that's
1: what I mean. Like, what is catching his attention? Is it her constantly reaching out to him, or is it because he knows he knows who he is? He has that platform and has the access to whatever woman he wants because of his social status. So the girl in Idaho, like maybe she is single. Maybe she does have low self-esteem. She's beautiful, but she's not around, you know, this caliber of men. So, yes, she's going to take that opportunity. But I do feel like a little bit of the blame is the celebrity, too.
0: Oh, they thirsty as fuck. Yeah, They're, they're being so thirsty now. I'm not letting them off the hook. Now, like we be thirsty as fuck, but the reason for that thirst is because it's not like it used to be traditional where we are the ones that are getting chose. So we don't have to go out of our way to to be thirsty. But now the women are not choosing. The women have not been taught to choose or flirt or go after the thing, the thing and the things that want them. They're now being chased. We have to chase you now. Because it's like, oh, you sexy. We know you don't bring nothing else to the table but what you selling me. You selling me ass and titties and that's all you selling me. So I'm coming after that and I'm drooling after that. But I got Kevin Durant and all these other, they thirsty just like me. Everybody
1: sitting there scrolling. On Instagram, yeah. That's a valid point.
2: and then it makes it easier for the lower woman, like you said, the lower echelon woman, that now have that same expectation to say, hey, I don't want regular dude down the street with a nine to five. I want that entrepreneur that can take me on vacation in Jamaica every week. And you ain't got entrepreneur that can take you to Jamaica every week on vacation pussy. Like, it, it don't work like but that.
1: But it happened for her, though.
0: So, yeah, but it's a simp. It's a simp that's doing it. The reason why you call them—that's so a touchy
2: word for me. You know what I mean? That's what I'm messing with. I'm messing with. <laughs> it's
0: like, it's like, it's like when you look at the like, the dynamic of a scammer or a YouTuber or a gamer that's come up on a bunch of money. It's just like that same kid that was getting bullied in school that became a cop. Like, now I got the upper hand. I can Mm -hmm. go buy shit for this girl that I always had a crush on, take her out, take her on the boat, and I got access to her. She don't care if I'm ugly or not. As long as I'm making it pop, I'm making it lit, and Mm -hmm. I'm giving her what she want. Now the, the regular chick is feeling like I can go after this simp dude too, but as long as he got what it is that we require him to have. We need to have money, we need to have fun, and we need to be lit on social media. If he can give me that, I'm going to put him in front of all of these guys.
1: Yes. So, so Rashad, you know, we did, did not... kind of touch up on this before we started, where you talked about dating as an athlete. So what are your struggles or what are the things that you've had to deal with in your status dating and you know talk talk a little bit about that
0: it's um like because i dated celebrities that were prominent in in the public eye. so you know say i, I don't have, i don't mind i don't mind at all i mean I, i've dated a lot of different ones but the most prominent one was chloe kardashian and you know before she blew up and all that kind of stuff so Once people catch wind, especially women, of what type of women that you date, you automatically are hit with a stereotype. And that stereotype is that you're a player. You only want to fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you are the guy that's the prize, but you can't be trusted because you got a lot of different women you got access to. Mm -hmm. So the number one barrier is trying to get over the hump of trying to prove that you're not a player and that you want to take them seriously. But then again... If you're a high-profile player, athlete, and you're looking for somebody real and true, the number one thing you're going to deal with with a woman is insecurity. She's comparing herself to everybody else that you deal with, and she knows, okay. she, does, yeah.
1: she,
0: knows she doesn't line up to it. So it's like it's going to be an automatic. What happens when you go on the road? You're going to find somebody better than me. And the answer to that is yes, every single <laughs> Every city we go to, going to find somebody better than you
1: because they're throwing somebody themselves. Somebody different, in. or
0: somebody different, we somebody don't... different. Let's not say better. Well, listen, is better
1: isn't that the isn't that the lifestyle though that y'all portray? Right, that you're you're around a lot of different kind of women. So I do feel like I'm not blaming, but the woman who you get involved with, that's something she has to take into account, like. He may step out, not saying it's okay, like I'm not promoting that, but that is a part of the lifestyle being. Uh,
2: Let me put this on a smaller scale real quick because Rashad, he was in the NBA, right? He pretty much got access to unlimited amounts of women. I went to school in Pennsylvania with a guy. He was going to be a division one recruit to the University of Pittsburgh. He's 16, 17 years old. Women are giving him babies because their expectation is this dude is going to make it right they, they see athletes and they see dollar signs they don't give a fuck what you look like they don't give a fuck if you play they don't even know half the time but they know if you're an athlete if you got something going for yourself
1: there's a chance for them there's too. a chance
2: me being in track and field just wearing a tra- jacket for a division one college I a- attracted attention they don't even know if i'm good they didn't care they're like oh he he on a to on a sports team Imagine that multiplied to a University of North Carolina level, a Duke level, um, an NBA level, an NFL level. Like, and all honestly, I feel bad for these dudes. Like, granted, it's a privilege like we talk about, but it's also a penalty because they can't, they can't trust either. What about their insecurity, the women that they meet? I can't trust that you're going to fall asleep without taking my picture or stealing my wallet or taking my laptop. I don't
1: even think it's... But it's not solely athletes, though. Like, it is the celebrity, right? Like, the more people know you and know who you are, they want other people to see that you're hanging out with them, right? Like, you're associated to them in any way, shape, or form. And it is weird, right? Like, it is weird, but attention is a hell of a drug. Like, we're in the time where people want to get likes, they want to go viral, regardless of their dignity. So...
0: Let me give you ultimate context here. The reason why rappers rhyme about strippers is because a lot of the times, athletes, rappers, and actors deal with certain type of women is because they understand the dynamic of our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I dated a stripper for five years, and the reason why is because I, I could understand and accept my whole phase was an extraordinary whole phase. And I knew that the things that I did with women and while I was in relationships can only be understood from another insecurity standpoint. Imagine you having to let your woman go make money in the club and come back and know that she's not taking anybody that she meets seriously and not even think twice about it because you're secure with yourself. I don't have to worry about none of that because I know what the game is and I know, that if she choose to find someone better than me, I'm celebrating. This is fucking happy. It's happy 4th of July. You, you hit the lottery because I'm the prize. But when you look outside of that and you say, well, if I dated a regular chick that worked nine to five at a bank or something? She's not going to understand my lifestyle. And I'm not going to understand hers because at some point she's going to be boring and I'm going to be burnt out. Because I live a certain type of fast-paced life where I'm moving and I'm grooving, and I'm meeting people and I'm smiling, and we have a an attraction or energy. So if you don't understand how that type of lifestyle is is it moves and evolves, you'll be left in the wind. You'll be left always, you know, on the phone like, what is he doing? I wonder if he's with someone or he met this. <laughs> person yeah, he's meeting people all the time just don't take it, the numbers according to the internet just don't take the numbers Oh, you, I mean but, but that, you know, the why. number Instagram Instagram handle is a number now like, like anywhere I, I, agree.
1: I agree but I'm saying that's why I do feel like it's important for celebrities or whoever is well known to date within those circles I know we've seen plenty of uh, pictures and videos of people always saying like oh they rotate women or they date the same kind of women well, like you said, it's because they're familiar with the lifestyle. So, you know, you feel more comfortable dating them because, you know, they're not going to hopefully take a picture. Of you sleep and post it on the Internet.
0: Right. And you look at it like if you're a boss and you and you're trying to date your employee or an employee from another company that com- that employee as your partner is not going to understand your schedule because you can't just see them all the time. Like, they want to see you. The scheduling is different. Now, the expectation is different because when I want to see you on my break, you can't go on your break because you're working. But my break is I work from home. I'm the boss. I can do whatever I want to do. Mm -hmm. So, you don't got time for me now? Well, shit, it's 12 o'clock, and I want some, you know what I'm saying? I want to go here. I want to go there. You at work till 6. And then you got this stripper who's at home all day Mm -hmm. chilling relaxing you got the model who's not doing nothing she don't even have a, she don't have nothing to do for two weeks she can go wherever and she look good and she ain't stressing yeah the dynamic between the working woman now and, and the woman who goes out and does her socialite things is the the working woman looks at the socialite like I want to be like her fuck all this working shit but I got to get the bag because that's the only thing that's gonna compare me to her because I don't have her I don't have her looks I don't have her attraction so women are out here going to get the bag and then you got the women out here on OnlyFans getting our attention. So we losing women on both sides because now you're working too much for us to even want you. And now your other side is doing too much. You put too much on the internet for us to, to want you. So now we sitting in the middle like, damn, what... Are, what
1: are, so what do you do? Like, do you do? Like, how do you...
0: Where the chicks from Mars at? They coming from Mars anytime soon? Oh, Yeah, time. like how
1: do you navigate that space then? Like, how do you then find someone... Who you feel like? Okay, they're worth my time. Like, what are the indicators for that?
0: You got to get. You got to get lucky. You get <laughs> yeah. lucky. You, yeah. you, get you get introduced by one of the homies. Like for me, I don't got a lot of homies. That's 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 hanging around a bunch of baddies. That's got good head on their shoulders, and they can be like, "Yo, meet such and such." So it's like. If you ain't on a date now, where do you meet a good woman? If you do it the the old fashioned
2: way, that's how you be successful. You just gotta meet people. But the problem is, we so hyper focused
1: on. Wait, people. you can't say you're meeting someone the old fashioned way if you just said we have to. I'm about to explain. Get you. with the times today with social media. Oh, okay, Sorry. go ahead. I'm gonna let you cook.
2: You can go to you can go to a Target. You can go to a Whole Foods. You can go down the street and you can meet somebody. But then you take your time to get to know them. If that person meets your lifestyle and y'all able to flow, y'all able to flow. But right now, it's just like everybody's so my phone is here. I can't see nothing else because I'm just tunnel vision. Nobody's willing to meet nobody. Nobody's willing to make friends. If you talk to a person of the opposite sex, the first intention is I want to fuck. And that's not necessarily the case. It could be the case. But at the same time, we don't know because you're not even giving people the, the opportunity to get there. Everybody is so hell bent on being closed out and isolated, unless you like the right picture, unless you hit the right comment. So,
0: <laughs> can I please, can I please interject, bro? Please, man, I just had a scenario two days ago. Jumped into a DM, regular civilian, and I, I, know, I say this gracefully. I say this gracefully. This okay. is no shade. This is no shade. Like it's just like when, when you regular, and it's like all right. I know what I bring to the table and it's not the toot, no horn or nothing, but it's like, you just, you just go to the gym and you work a regular job. I know I can bring something to the table for you. And it's like, all right, I want to get to, I'm being polite. Like, how you doing? You know, I would love to, you know, um, take you out and get to know you a little bit better, you know, you know, unpack your mind, Da 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 da. She's like, okay, you know, so, um, can we video chat? And I'm like, of course, we can video chat, you know, let me figure out my schedule so we can we can do that. And she's just like, but my policy, I have a policy where where I have to have a video chat. And to be honest, you know, uh, I have to know if if you're you're my type and, you know, if I'm really, truly interested, if I'm gonna waste my time, all this stuff within two text messages. And my answer was clearly, you know, thank you for. Answering my my message, but I'm going to decline. This is already, you're already doing too much. That do
1: not even seem like, at least from her point of view, that's not realistic, too, because you know, you are sliding in her DM trying to talk and trying to see where things go. But for her to come at you with a policy or like these things need to be done, you would think she was a celebrity, right? That's what I'm saying. Right. So that's why I'm like, because I'm always thinking from my point of view, like I'm clearly not a guy, so I don't know what y'all go through. But for me, like I will have natural conversation. If I hit your DM, it's because I probably like something on your story. So I was like, oh, like where, where'd you go for that? Or like, oh, this is dope and that's it. And then based off if conversation goes into us talking more, then I do it that way, regardless of who I'm talking to. Because for me, it's like a paper trap too, right? Like yeah. they want to have proof for some other reason down the line
0: just to reiterate
1: on that point it's like there's so many
0: different indicators when you're trying to be this guy who's breaking into this new dating market because you're used to a a different style of interaction and for me it's usually if you flirt with me i know you're interested just like you just said if you hit somebody else in their dm as a woman any woman goes into a man's DM, he does not have to question whether she likes him or not because she had to muster up the courage to say, I think he's cute. I'm going to say something on his page. We know a lot of times do that. Women, women are non-confrontational, you know what I'm saying, passive aggressive. But when they actually use the effort to get your attention, that's choosing. But if it doesn't happen that way and we have to do the energy we have to take the risk. There's the rejection cycle that happens for the man. And I didn't feel like I was rejected. But what I did feel is that this lady, whoever she was, was entitled and had a lot of different guys that she's used through this pipeline of policy. Yeah. To say, you know, I can dictate who I date, when I date. I got, I got a whole list of niggas in here trying to take me out. I don't got to pick you.
1: But again, that's like, that's her um experience so she can do that but it was your choice to be like nah like this is too much let me just continue my day so i feel like it comes down to people having their own choice to be like do i want to continue with this or the red flags are here but i'ma still just go through the red flags because i i might be different you know
2: as we we get back into the marriage conversation real quick we we having these conversations about dms accessibility like, why do I want to get married in this world when it's so easily corrupted? Yes. Like, love is a love is what it is, right? I'm not
1: gonna lie. Yeah, I this would say was recently. Final, recently, right? just seeing, fun. just seeing like married friends and the shit they have to deal with with That's the world. It's scary because they be having like multiple children by someone you think is a happy home. The pictures look great and nice, but behind the scenes, like shit is not what it looks like. So, yeah, my views on marriage have changed. Like it's still I still have hope, but it's a slim chance.
2: But Rashad, I want to ask you a question about your your time during the, the league when you were dating. How did that change the way that you think now? Did anything corrupt You know your 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 ongoing business and your deals and anything like that did that change the way that you feel now is that is that part of the the reason that you might be a little less receptive to marriage and stuff
0: no i think i just allow everything to play itself out by watching other people live out this false narrative you know especially athletes that were married a lot of the guys that I was friends with were married, and then they're now all divorced. Their wives all left them. And it wasn't them leaving their wives. Their wives left them. And you look at being the breadwinner and, you know, providing for a family. But then if you grew up and your dad was a Rolling Stone and he had, you know, a bunch of kids, tradition traditionally it's going to follow you because there's no problem with that there's no issues with your dad having multiple kids by multiple women and you having, you know, stepbrothers, stepsisters and stuff like that. It wasn't really frowned upon in our community. And once it started to be frowned upon, we started to look at guys starting to shy away from that responsibility because they would be shamed for it. Like, oh, you a deadbeat dad because you got these kids all over the place and you'll take care of them. And it's like, all right. How can I take care of all these kids, have all these jobs and uh, and uh, still have energy to provide for all these women? And it's like now guys are like, I I would neglect marriage, but I would still have kids because I still want to spread my seed and and, and keep my legacy going as as a man. I think that's the number one thing for us is to leave something behind. But when you talk about what you look for and what you want out of life, you got to be very strategic and thoughtful about what energy you put in the air. I ask women all this. I I ask them this all the time. I say, what do you want from a man? And they'll say, well, no, I say, what do you want out of life? They'll say, I want to be a mother. I want a husband. Then you find out they really wanted a family, but the things they were asking for didn't align with family. It aligned with, what you were asking for. You want to be a mother, now you're a baby mama. But you can't be mad at that I nigga.
1: You gotta be specific. Yeah. You, you gotta, gotta be specific, specific what you want. Yeah. Right.
0: I- and it's hard for people to understand if you're not specific in what you ask for, you get what you asked for and you don't want it no more. You've wasted the other person's time.
1: Yeah, the power of the tongue.
2: And that's another thing going back to early in the conversation, talking about getting familiar with the people that you're dating and interacting with before you even jump into marriage and procreation, all this kind of shit. And I think deep down, from a black community perspective, because with all due respect, I don't give a fuck what they're doing on the white side. From the black community perspective, I truly want the family dynamic to come back to what it needs to be. I don't need marriage for that. I just need father, mother, children, all in unison. But part of that is with these insecurities, with people knowing what these DMs is looking like, everybody's a little tentative instead of accepting like, yo, at the end of the day, society is what it is right now. We so mad and fucked up about what this person doing with that person that now is interacting with our interaction with our children. That's a problem. Yeah. You know, so, Like for me, I'm very, very honest about my situation, having multiple baby mothers, not my intention. But at the end of the day, we got to figure this shit out for these kids. You know, we want them to be um outstanding individuals. But if we beefing and we showing all this stress and strife, how are you going to get to the level that we want? I want my son to follow in a guy like Rashad's footsteps, go to North Carolina and not do contrary to what my son be trying to say. I want my <laughs> daughter to be a singer. Right. But I want to be there. I want to make sure that we're in these children's lives. But if it's marriage and relationships that interrupt with that, how are us as a black community going to prosper? And I know well, you do a lot of. I'm, I'm
0: listening. When you were you look at when we were growing up, and I don't know how old you guys are, but around 98,
1: 99, 96, 2000,
0: <laughs> like, there was a certain era in our black community where BET promoted a certain type of lifestyle for us that looked promising. And we didn't need to have husband and wife in the household for it to thrive that way because I didn't grow up with husband and wife in my household. Uh, Although my family uh, ended up, my dad and mom ended up being married. Um, But as we grew up, it was just a, a family unit dynamic where, you know, you got family reunions, you go to your aunt's house on Christmas and Thanksgiving and everybody's around each other for cookouts and barbecues and birthday parties. And it's a family. You knew what family was, even if, you know, your cousin and your third cousin and you didn't know who was who and everybody's fucking everybody. And then nobody ever tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) But but everybody's cousins and friends and city its just a block party of just family and and culture. But I think we've gotten away from that side that the evolution of it all. Which is inevitable. And I think that's the one thing about all of us is trying to get back to something is is us having to accept where it's going and trying to create solutions to the things we think are problems in that evolution. And we can't identify where we want to help, where we want to change things for the better, because it's difficult to tell a woman to go in the house and change clothes because your yoga pants are showing your camel toe, baby. Like you got, you got to stop that. And you, you don't want to do it. Cause you say these, these, these yoga pants make you feel comfortable. It, 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 it makes you feel like you don't need to wear this. And it's like the dynamic of explaining to somebody why you're getting attention and why it, it affects me and how this will affect our family. And this will affect, your social media, it's a trickle down effect that no one wants to have a conversation because everyone is like,
1: yeah, everyone is, is taking everything to heart and they're very sensitive. So that I can agree with. I do feel like the respect aspect as far as for your partner is missing as well, because like you said, if your girlfriend or someone is wearing something that you're not okay with, and if you were to say something about it, now you're, like, against women and, like, you're um controlling toxic. and
0: other stuff. Toxic is toxic. toxic is, yeah. it. Toxic is
1: toxic. They love saying toxic. Um, and then and vice versa as well. Like, for women, if we say we don't like certain things, it's like, oh, that's why she's single. That's why she keep, can't keep a man or whatever. Nobody likes her. And I do feel like we do have to get back to, okay, I want to move for my relationship. Like, I want to move... In a way that allows my relationship to prosper. And that does take a level of respect that I feel like is not there anymore.
2: But I think respect has a lot to do with tone, right? If you give somebody the proper tone, saying yo, your camel toe is showing I don't
1: even think so. I do
2: I because if I tell you that your camel toe is showing in a way that my tone mm-hmm. is respectable, you can feel a way about it, but mm-hmm. I'm not disrespecting you, right? If if we just know how to talk to each other and know how to receive how we're talking to each other, that would make everything go a lot more smoothly. And I think it's less about what I say and more about what somebody hears. We got to learn to hear each other in a different capacity. Like
1: everything ain't People moved. do everything respond to respond, not necessarily from listening to what the person is saying. So I can agree with that.
0: It's all accountability at the end of the day. The accountability goes with, like you said, Dana, do you respect your man enough to know that you're overstepping the boundary of how you look and how you dress when you step outside? Like, men are vultures. And if you show up to the homeboy's party and you're wearing some promiscuous shit for attention... Like the homies is gonna like I'm the homie that's gonna go over to the homie and say, hey bro, what y'all what y'all what you? It's
1: embarrassing, right? Like that's embarrassing for them. Yeah,
0: cause now I gotta look at that. Like it's obvious to me. I gotta now try not to look at your wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. over. <laughs> Girlfriend's camel, right? Or her butt. She's out. It's like, then it's like, oh, you insecure because you're not letting me wear what I want to wear and this and that. And it's like, well, where's the respect for me? Because if I wear the sweatpants with no with no drawers on, bitch, sweat, When I'm slanging all over the place and your girls is whispering and shit and, and imagining shit. Cause it's like we don't want to have the 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 tough conversations. And you don't want to have the tough conversations with the guy who asked the tough questions. I'm going to ask the tough questions. Why are you wearing that? And give me another answer besides it's comfortable.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I want to get into, before we head out of here, some of the things that you got going on, some of your endeavors I know greatness is something that you speak highly of. I see you doing the money shot online. I want to know a little bit more about that. But let's first touch on greatness, what that means to you and what we can tell the people out there so they can come and support you.
0: Well, I mean, you know, a lot of the things that I do and represent are self-explanatory. Greatness in itself is an intention. Um, I, I compare it to love and awareness of self. And the only way to be great is to know who you are and where you're going, Mm -hmm. not necessarily the destination, because we can all end up in different places. And it doesn't mean that you're more great. You're greater than me because I didn't end up where you are. And um, it's really for the people who don't have the self-confidence for themselves. It's a motivational tactic to get people to believe in themselves. You can be great at anything you do, even sitting on the couch thinking about doing some stuff. You can be the greatest thinker. You can imagine, you can imagine things, um, but it also has to do with action. You know, you can't just say a bunch of shit and then not act on it. Right. You know, greatness is in itself um, the reason why I wear a crown. You know, it's it's, it's not what people think it is. It's not all he he's arrogant. He thinks he's better than anybody else. I actually know the definition of what a king is and I'm not sitting here saying that i'm a king but i am a sovereign man that owns himself and everything that i walk about so i don't have to pay anyone else i don't have to um owe anyone else i'm a king and the crown represents not only the crown chakra which is the the higher self but it also represents where i place myself and what i believe in myself and that's just the highest order and i don't let anyone below me pull me down you got to be beneath me to pull me down. Mm-hmm. And
2: that gave me um, a question I was about to ask you. Because, like, Nick Cannon, here we're, like, the turban, very similar um, perspectives. But you got people on the Internet that just want to clown, that just want to make fun, that don't want to understand. It's just like, we've seen the whole Pat Beverly video where you tried to wear the crown and all this kind of stuff. Like, what's your what's your response to individuals like that who just try to, like, sully what sh- what that stuff mean to you?
0: I always tell my sister that hate is only confused admiration. And a lot of people don't understand how to congratulate you um, when they are in a lower vibration. And that's really what it is. People are in a very low vibration where they can't control their emotions and they don't know how to show you love in a low vibration. And when you wear a crown, it's, it's almost insulting. And that's why people have to ask you, why are you wearing a crown? And a lot of times my rebuttal is, why are you not wearing one?
1: Wait, are you talking about a physical crown you wear? Absolutely. Like- oh, okay.
0: Absolutely. I think you were
1: talking about it from like a metaphoric point oh, of no, view.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I brought it to life. I brought it to life and now oh. people are wearing crowns. And okay. uh, and when you can give that type of influence, I've always been a trendsetter. So I've seen a lot of different prominent players in the, in the in the celebrity world now trying to transition and wear a crown but you gotta have you gotta have big balls to, to 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 pull something off like that you gotta have crazy confidence in yourself and i said it before that i've been through a certain type of fire that this type of gesture for me to wear a crown is warranted because i made it and i survived through the fire and, and for you to you know walk through with that type of fire this is a type of celebration that, that warrants that. I'm wearing a crown because I'm the king. I'm on a throne, I'm royalty. I made it, mm-hmm. I, I made it through the fire. You, you refuse to even touch, it's way too hot for you to go down there. And so when I can do that, I know that I can talk to people with wisdom and knowledge that don't understand, they have a low vibration. And now I know my purpose is to rise and raise that vibration through confidence and talk to them through things of experience. And it's like, I always be met with this, and this is an important piece for you guys. Black people hate when I wear the crown. What's the dynamic for a white person to see me with a crown on and say, the king is in the building, I love I mean, it.
1: But, yeah, I, can, I can definitely answer that because I do feel like white people, they do walk around as if they're above everybody, right? They can't be touched. Even with police inter- interactions, they'll curse out the police. Like, we know that. So when they see someone who actually sees themselves as that as well that's probably why they're looking at you like oh shit like that's dope and unfortunately with black people like as as not our society but in society we are seen as a lower standard so some people do see themselves as that like you said because of the lower frequency and vibration and i understand all of that like i listen to frequency music so i get it but they don't know how, when they see someone who thinks higher of themselves, it's like, oh, who the fuck do they think they are? So, they don't like
0: that. <laughs> they say, man, it better be your birthday. Like, what you wearing that crown for? This, that, yeah. and the other. And for me, I love it because I'm the type that if a guy came and he and he, he was expressing his disgust for me to the point where he wanted to spit on me, I would have to control myself to know that he's really trying to tell me how dope my fucking crown is, but he don't know how to express himself in that way. The only mm. thing he can he can form himself to do is to spit on me. And the only thing I can do is smile at him and be like, damn, bro. I know I know this crown is dope now. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't be that petty to want to do something to me because of some shit that I'm wearing. But right. that's our people our people and and the choices we make as people there is no one to blame for our own behaviors so if we can't uplift each other it makes no sense for us to expect them to accept us at a higher level
1: I agree. I definitely agree. Um, All right. But Rashad, we are getting to the end of the episode. And what we like to do is have a happy hour moment. A happy hour moment is something that recently happened and you're proud that it happened and you finally accomplished it or something that's coming down the pipeline that you're excited to bring to fruition. So do you have one?
0: Uh, Well, that goes back to the last question, too. He's talking about money shot um money shot is a shooting competition that i created um that is just for the fans to to be a part of something that is national and universal to the basketball fans being able to do a three point shooting competition um but i did recently um finish my third book my second book was released on september 25th bump to billionaire it's on amazon it's a uh, um Um, A philosophy book on survival and guide of what it is to be a bum and what it is to be a a billionaire in in a different terminology, not in the literal sense. Um, My first book was Plantation Education, um, the exploitation of the modern um, student athlete, which is the conversation around the NIL and the NLI. And college basketball exploitation and how they're making money off of all the athletes and not really spreading the wealth. And this third book is going to be more of a, a nonfiction, um, movie type of TV series type of book called "The uh, Light with Love." And I just finished that. These are things that I definitely are proud of myself in finishing. I never thought that I would be an author, somebody yeah. that
1: huge
0: congratulations yeah yeah yeah. i mean the hard part now is just trying to get people to buy it you know and i hate to say it um without the conviction of knowing that the urban community don't read like that don't buy books like that to the capacity where i can say i wrote something i want y'all to read it check it out um but the support is gonna lie within understanding that The message is getting out, you know, and I just want people to I don't want you to buy the book to buy it. I want you to buy the book to read it because there's a message in everything that I'm putting out and um, I don't want any monetary gain for it. I'm not out here to make no bread, especially when you've been at a level already. And um, it's about reaching the people and trying to change the dynamic of life and how we live
1: all great things so um congratulations on everything you got going on and i pray that all your endeavors continue to be successful i would say for my happy hour moment my mom i can say this now so she had heart surgery two days ago and it was pretty intense yes yeah, six hours long thank god she made it through no complications and i'm actually going to visit her once we're done recording so I'm gonna visit her at the hospital and hopefully she'll be able to come home this weekend on Sunday so'm I'm, I'm hopeful for that so that's my happy hour moment
2: my happy hour moment is with the moms too first and foremost all prayers to your mom your grandmother you. too make sure everything's good over there um, my mother's turning 60 on Tuesday uh, so it's a, okay. a big celebration just making sure that we shower her with love um show what family is all about um even this podcast right here Rashad don't know it's from of paint but in all honesty we all family here this is this is what we do this is our cookout this is our family reunion you know um Mm -hmm. and I think it's important that we have these conversations so we can understand each other um because that's what we need we need enlightenment we need in depth we
1: need unity right we need unity Oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: uh, I'll be messing with her. I'll be messing with her. But, um, yeah, that's all I got. You know, just continu- continue to shine light. Um, and Rashad, we really appreciate you coming through. Um, yes. And uh, honestly, I, I'm, like I said, I've been a fan of this man since I was a, a middle schooler because that's when I was watching him play basketball. So mm-hmm. as he got into um, Gills Arena, and doing a bunch of podcasts online allowed me to like, oh shit, Rashad McCants, that's my guy. That's like yeah. in all honesty, I would probably like, you know the memes was like who you would argue for to the death, like that's my guy. Like Wow, so, so this is, is
1: like a full circle moment. This is a full circle moment for me.
2: <laughs> like I, I used to watch ESPN sitting on my my bed right before school and I'm just watching highlights. That's where I wanna be type of shit. Um but you see, you see guys like this, he's more than a basketball player. Um, he, he has more to offer than just dribbling the basketball. And even though he uses that as a way for kids to continue to be inspired or adults who trying to find another way to be inspired, you know, he's still a man at the end of the day with his own mind, his own thoughts. So we really appreciate you for answering that DM and just being open-minded. Yes,
1: for joining us. Thank you, Rashad. We appreciate you.
0: And I appreciate, you know, all of the love that you guys have have gave me. And, you know, um, it's very rare because a lot of you guys uh, out there probably think that a lot of the athletes get a lot of things um, because of privilege and it's admiration. You probably think is a lot of that. And for me, it's not. You know, um, it, it's been a, it's been a tough road. And for me, I've always wanted to treat people the way I want to be treated. So as much as I can say people want me to charge for interviews and this and that, you should be making money off of these things. And it's like, nah, I want to help people get on because I know what it feels like to try to get on and nobody help you. Nobody want to get that olive branch to give you that first interview or give you this first opportunity that can really knock down a lot of doors and barriers. So for me, I just, I can't look at anybody in my DM that's actually got a business or opportunity. You know, some, some you just, you just can't do all of them. Um, but it's the, the work that people put behind it that helps me make the decision. It's like, all right, you've been grinding. Let me check out some of the interviews. Okay. Y'all got something going on here. If I can help, let me help. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're reaching out to me, that lets me know I'm wanted. And that's a different, you know, for me, it's like, it's a no brainer. Like somebody want me on cool. I'm in there. If you invite me to a spot or a party or an event, Saying no meaning I'm I'm saying no to meeting new people. I don't wanna do that.
1: Yeah. Okay, well thank you again for this opportunity. This was super dope and I think we got a lot of great insight from both you and Aaron on you got relationships. Talking about <laughs> <relationships>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But um
2: She was in her head like, Oh, I don't like this nigga.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was not thinking that at all. Okay. Like, but uh, she was I'm literally like, is is Aaron related to him? Because they have a lot of similar views. I I didn't
0: say nothing. I was shutting up. Aaron, Aaron, don't let her know. Off off air, let her know. We all feel like this. Both sides. Usually if you could do a consensus of top 100, it's about 80 of us feel the same way we feel, whether it's making it you know, they just
1: it. they just won't say it though. They you guys, it. I ain't got no men back me to right up. now. Is like the number one person women hate on Instagram. Yeah, me me
2: right
1: his, now, yeah
2: the next day it's gonna be men hating me. The next day it's gonna okay.
0: be. women hating me. Nah, nah, it's because the men only hating because you trying to fuck up. They bag and they pussy, and it's like, yo, <laughs> chill out, bro. You saying too much, and it's like, I'm not afraid of her walking away from me for me telling the truth. Bro, y'all all need to tell the truth so we can just equal the playing field because you keep lying, it makes it worse.
1: Yeah. sucks for y'all. But all right, we're going to wrap this up here. And guys, if you do want to join this middle seat or also be a part of the show, you can hit our Gmail at w-o-a-w pod at gmail.com
2: But you got that scripted.
1: No, I memorized it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say it a bunch of times. So, yeah.
2: Make sure y'all liking, subscribing, sharing, and make sure y'all hitting up Rashad on Instagram. Make sure
1: you're
2: only yeah. now, right, on YouTube. Um, and with that being said, we outside.
1: We outside and we out.